lads. Right. Here we go. <laughs> so I have a confession to make. I am <laughs> painfully hungover, right? First and foremost. Second of all, I've just, like this is what happens when I'm left alone, right? My missus has took the kids out. She's uh, took them to a fun park with the family. And I impulsively decided to fucking paint the bathroom a different color and just decided to go a bit mad with a bit of a green color. And when I say it looks possibly the worst thing ever, my missus is going to come home in about an hour and go, what have you done? So that, lads, it looks so bad. Please help me. I'm in a whole world of pain here. What are you doing? Hung over drinking and then deciding to... That's like the worst combination of things ever. Mate, I'm really struggling here. Like, and you know, like when you've you get no help from it. me, you get nothing well, from me. You owe me an apology. Oh, go on. Losing your head. <laughs> Thumbs so, up on. emoji. <laughs> well, no, I was absolutely fine. I was not you rattled were. at all. I wasn't. The, the only were. issue I had was you were clearly trying to get me to bite. I didn't not bite you. Did what do you mean, not me? No, it wasn't aimed at you. If you think that was to you, then it was just in general. And the reason I was doing it, because I didn't have any way of protecting myself, or sorry, sticking up for myself in the week. Because I was banned for the whole week, so everyone's giving me fucking shit, and I can't say anything back. So you take it out on me? Not you. It's just you think it's about you. Not not Liverpool is you. (laughs) So, so, okay, for those that haven't seen our Twitter exchange over the last 24 hours, give them the context, Jim, of you, by the way, sending a screenshot of a tweet and putting it on Twitter. Why why would you do that? Just so everyone can see, just so everyone is fully aware. You retweeted, he's fully everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So everyone is fully aware that you had lost your head. So what it was is obviously I said about the Liverpool team not getting into into the city and I've not been able to defend myself all week. I'm getting pelters on TikTok. I'm getting getting pelters on Twitter. And then I finally managed to do something. And to be fair, I went, I went about, 60 minutes a bit too early to be fair um, I, I was just backing up saying people were trying to tell me Trent and Van Dyke would get into the team after they'd had 20 minutes of torture Trent who and ran I the spelt... game in the second half yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jimmy don't don't let's not get into Trent because if you've seen that kid's highlights from the game and his stats it's off the charts mate no I'm, yeah, and I, as I said I went oh, about yeah, 60 minutes too I went about 60 minutes too early so um but then you you lost your head and gave me. I always know I've won when you give a thumbs up emoji. If you get a thumbs how... up, it's game over. Thank you. How, Good night. How do you know? How do you know I wasn't doing the reverse where nah. I wanted you to think nah. that and I just wanted the conversation? Tell me that. Stop. Swear on your kid's life. That's Listen, what happened. Jamie, I'm going to say something right, and I never thought right, but I must. Have, you've got. I've got a side with Jamie. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, you and Jimmy together. What like, is going on? Loves. I do that to Shannon. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. Fucking nice one, lad. Nice one. Yeah, thumbs up, lad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it was a little bit rattled. Tank, what's going on in uh, in your world? Hopefully, a little bit more relaxed than my terrible twenty four hours here. Why did about twenty now? It's been chilled, mate. We went to watch Jack Sati, a really good game. Um, Coventry, who they played early on of the season, who were a really physical, fucking like proper big physical side, and. uh, I said to Jack then, I said, you, you got a little bit of battle, and that's like a red red uh, flag to a bull with Jack. So, he was brilliant. He, he, he should have scored. He fucking helped. 
the, has made the left uh, wing back he's a good player put an absolute belt in a bit like Trent's the Firmino when our Jack mm. has made the midfield run like a fucking salmon rolls bullet header lads the keeper has pulled honestly I'll have to get him I'll put it in the WhatsApp group he's pulled an absolute worldy he's like four yards out and he's flipped it like from the top corner over the bar. Unbelievable wow. save. And Jack, Jack Ed had gone. He's not scored this season, is he? Because you know, he plays at Olden Road. But they yeah. give him a bit more freedom, Saturday, And he, he should have scored and got brought down for a penball. Yeah, apart from that, mate, quiet, really. Not so much. Meant to take Frank out today, but the weather is horrendous. Well, you missed out the, the probably the proudest dad moments you can have with Jack. You got you took him a little present there for uh, all his oh. hard work. Yeah, no, I forgot. Was that a complete surprise? Was that a complete surprise for him? Yeah, yeah. So he's he's um, obviously seventeen, and I kind of fucked myself up because I got Millie a car when she was seventeen. You know what it's like to expect it, and I've got Frank who's four. Is actually saying to his mum, "Dad, he's getting me a car when I'm old," (laughs) so I'm already screwed. So yeah, saving lad. (laughs) Yeah, well, no. Look, to be honest with you, he's. I'm dead proud of him, lads, you know that, because he's moved away. He's literally had two weeks. He finished school. He had two weeks off. That's it. And he was straight back into, like, you know, basically a full-time job. Moved away from home. And he's just took it all in a stride. And he's been brilliant. So I kind of wanted to do it anyway. So we just, yeah, me and the, the missus drove down to the place where he lives and just surprised him. Yeah, he, it was nice. Yeah, did he, did he have no idea he was getting a car now? No, he's just been sending me, like, for months, cars from auto trades on my phone. This is nice, dad. This is nice, dad. I'm like, it's subtle. It's like my yeah. missus with engagement yeah, rings. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, yeah. <laughs> pictures lying around. Yeah, so yeah, we just, that was a nice car and I got a bit of, you know, a nice deal on it. So yeah, just thought I'd treat him. Fair play. Right, lads, football. Um, there's not much for us to talk about, Jimbo, is there? No no controversy over the course of the weekend. Nothing happened this weekend. All went smoothly. Nothing to, nothing to chat around. Well, you're up, lad. Predictions first and foremost. How are we looking? Yeah. I feel like I've had an absolute storm of there. You've had a great week, mate, to be mate, fair. What, I think I've had a great week as well. You know what? We've all had an absolute belting week, you know. Really? At, at all three of us. Tank so, made a good point yesterday. He's like, how do I predict games? Perfect scores, but my accumulators are absolutely dog shit. Yeah. How does that work out? No idea, mate. You might want right, to go on, Jimbo. try so we went scores into this doors. week, the scores, going into this week, the scores was I was on 27, Tank was 33, you were on 38. I love that Tank's writing this down. So you no, got... I've just got a message off me horse trainer, I'm just reading that, sorry. So you okay. got 11 points this week, homo, with three correct results. Yes, mate, that is some going. Predicted United, Everton, Villa Forest, Brentford, Newcastle. Tank, you got eight with two correct scores in Villa, Forest, and Wolves, Chelsea. And then two other correct results. I got 10 with two correct scores. I got Liverpool, Arsenal, and I got uh, Brentford, Newcastle correct as well. And then I got the correct results in United, Villa, Spurs, and Southampton City. One goal off a correct correct result there. Southampton hadn't scored, had 4-0. So I go in with 10, Tank 8, Jamie 11, which takes us to, I'm on 37, Tank 41, Jamie 49. It's quite close between points. you two there, yeah, not going to lie. That's just one result, in it? <laughs> 
Tank was giving it the big in and Jimmy's closing the gap now. Just Tank the thing he's done, didn't he? The uh, Liverpool was that Liverpool Arsenal, absolutely. When yeah. uh, I tell you what, mate, my best mate was um, Aaron Ramsdale when he made them saves. I was absolutely <laughs> buzzing. Well, we'll we'll come to we'll start with Liverpool Arsenal because there's there's loads that I want to dive into, right? And f- first and foremost, Tank, it was kind of like a microcosm of li- microcosm, nice word of uh, Liverpool's season in the way because. Look, I'm not afraid to admit it. Like, I was having a full-on tantrum in the WhatsApp group after the first 20 minutes because it was like, it's like Liverpool didn't care. It's, you know, basics in football is don't... And how many times have we seen it? Liverpool give away soft goals and then all of a sudden the, the game goes away from them. It, then all of a sudden, it was Granite Jacker giving it the big one. It, like, that changed the game. Why Why did Why did they not learn from Arteta doing it last season when he gave it the big one on the sideline and the, and the atmosphere just changed? It was the tale of two halves then and Liverpool really stepped up. And, and to be fair, it was just a bloody good game to watch, wasn't it, all things considered? Yeah, it was an, un- it was an unbelievable game of football to watch. But you, you talk about Liverpool first half. Uh, I solely point the finger at Jürgen Klopp. Because every man and his dog and every Liverpool fan who I spoke to and on social media and news and other lads to speak to, everyone was saying... Why the fuck's he playing Jota and Curtis Jones? Okay, Curtis Jones done one little backflip, but apart from that, he was fucking dreadful. He got dispossessed from the ball every time he touched it. Jota is is gone, lads. It's gone. I like Jota when he was, you know, when he scored in the goals, he's great because that's what he does. But he doesn't do anything else. He's no threat, really. You know, he's just, for me, an out-and-out goal scorer. So I solely put that down to Jürgen Klopp and like, I just felt like people have been going to the stadium thinking, I can't believe the fucking side he's picked. And this is where I think I put into the, and I've said it on here a few times, I think Klopp needs to reset himself, he's, you know, because he's he's been shocking this season. We point fingers at players and the players have let him down a lot. I understand that, but confidence is a bad thing. But his selection and substitutions in many, many games, if not all games, I think it fucking half fucked Liverpool up as well. You can't go into that game with players bang out of form like Jota and bring Curtis Jones in. I mean, it's just Curtis Jones gets in no other Premier League side, none. He would not start for any Premier League side in this league for me. Not a, not a chance. And I just think once he started tweaking it and he brings on the fucking proper players like Thiago and Nunes, like Nunes must have nudes or must have accidentally <laughs> sent nudes of himself to Klopp's wife because I've no idea what that lad does. He brings them off after 60 minutes every game. He doesn't start them in big games, and he's our biggest threat. It's funny, Jim, because I look at it, and you know this from a striker's perspective. I, I said it before, and I know I'm a big Nunes fan, right? So I've never I've never hidden that. But Tank does make a good point. I felt like the team selection nearly played into Arsenal's hands a little bit. In the, At least with Nunes, he looks to run in behind, so he stretches people. He gives them a problem. Whereas I feel like Jota always shows to the ball. Salah doesn't really look to run in behind as much anymore. And um, you've got Gakpo who looks to drop into to, to pocket. So you're, you're kind of a little bit blunt. And you're looking at that game there. It gives I think it gives Arsenal a little bit of a shot in the arm, to be honest. And then you look at the goal that Liverpool give away. And then Arsenal build up ahead of steam and, and you could just sense that they were building in confidence and, and Liverpool, particularly first 20 minutes, looked all over the shop, didn't they? In the first 20, I don't know, someone, no one's been able to explain what 
what position Trent was playing because one minute he's in centre mid, but as he's playing centre mid, he's then got a cover at right back as well. So he's doing the job of two people. Now, Canate was trying to cover for him, but then eventually had to make his way back over there. So he's he's literally, so he must be fucked. Like after I can, and then they reset it after 20 and, you know, it looked like in the build-up, in possession, he was a double In possession, six. he was playing centre-mid, but defensive, like. he's got to go out to the right-back. So, he's, so he's, he's, he's doing doggies, basically, because in possession, he's got to find himself in that position. And then out of possession, he's got to get himself there. So the second goal came from it because he's had to go out. He looks fucked. It was a simple ball over the top. And Martin, especially against Martinelli, who's one say, of the four-wingers, quick... <laughs> Yeah. Skillful. That is not something that you want to be doing. So I think that was that was a, a, a baffling decision, and whoever decided that that would to be the play. But but Jimmy, I'll be honest. Don't, sorry to interrupt you, mate. No, don't sorry, you mate. think that this goes back to the? Look the, at the you top. two. Sorry, mate. Nice one, mate. Yeah, it's uh, agreeing at the start sorry. of the podcast. What is going on here? I'm in a good mood today, aren't I? Sure. Yeah, look how happy exactly. Jimmy is that he's friends <laughs> with Tank. Look how good, look how happy he is. Tank's, Tank's got some money, that's it. I'm going to have to have a, I'm gonna have to have a word with Sharon <laughs> every Monday. Any chance? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know on a serious note, lads, like this is where I go with Klopp again and I blame Klopp for that set, for that first half. I put everything on him because I'm watching that and I'm thinking, this is not the game where you experiment with fucking Trent Arnold coming into centre midfield. Arteta must have been going... What the fuck? We've got the most dangerous. And by the way, he is the most dangerous wide player in European football. Have you seen his stats? Who yeah, Martin Vinicius I'll tell you what we'll do then. We're struggling like fuck. Our confidence well, is on the floor. Why don't we? Out of possession. Or when, sorry, in possession. Bring Trent in and leave the most dangerous winger in world football. A free roll to hit us on the counter-attack. What a fucking good idea that is. Hang on a minute, Jürgen. You fucking strap on. You know, surely his staff must be saying, boss, that's that's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. If anything, he must have worked on it in training, oh, though, and he must have gone, yeah, this is the one, lads. On the you can't work on counter-attack. <laughs> well, no, and, and, if I'm, you give the ball away, that's what they're meant to do. These I agree. are there and go, give me the ball. Give me the ball. 100% agree, uh, wholeheartedly. So that's why it makes it more d- baffling, because I bet they worked on it and gone, yeah, this is going to work, mint this is. And then <laughs> it, they've come to the game and gone, Actually, it's probably not a good idea. But you're right, and you know, people were tweeting. Laura Woods was tweeting at two 0 like this is dead and buried easy. This because she's an Arsenal fan. And I'm like, yeah, it, the game was gone, lads. At two 0 if I'm Arteta, I'd be ripping Xhaka an absolute new one. What a bellum! Even all the commentators. One thing you don't do is wake up the Anfield crowd, and that's exactly what he does just by being an absolute willy. It was it was funny, right? Because I was looking at the game and it nearly I'm back. Yeah, you, you're all right, lad. You're okay. Don't worry. I'll go to I'll go to Tank while your internet uh, recovers from his little uh, uh, his little tantrum there. Tank, I'm looking at that game and it was it was on the jack of moments and we we said it last season when Arteta tried to give it the big one at Anfield and the crowd responded and it just took the game away from Arsenal. The game was perfectly in Arsenal's hands. He didn't need to do that. It was so innocuous. He's been so good this season, but he's always got a brain fart in him. And it just, it made Anfield the cauldron again. And you can just see, look, Liverpool aren't in good form. They're not the side that they were. There's there's clear problems. But 
when that stadium gets behind the team, strange things happen. We've seen it time and time and time again. And that was just another one of those examples where Anfield answered and the game just started to go away from Arsenal then, didn't it? It's daft because, as you say, he's a, he's an idiot, Zachary, isn't he? Let's get it right. I mean, he is an absolute fucking dickhead of a player. And he will all... You're playing him. If you were in opposition, you're playing him. You'd be, if I was playing against him, I'd be fucking pinching him and pulling his armpit here and fucking kneeing him in the arse and everything, standing on his toes because you will get a reaction. But what I don't, what I didn't understand with that Trent one is there was like, there, there was actually no need to do. There was no needle between them. And for me, it wasn't so much the Anfield crowd where he woke up. He fucking woke Trent up. Yeah, he got him. Because he's yeah. playing balls and hanging over the top and balls down the line and switching playing. You were like, I think Gary never said in comments, you know, I like this side of Trent. We've never seen this. It kind of like got Trent a little bit angry and was like, fuck you. And then mm. I, I thought, I've got to say, lads, he, he takes a lot of stick for his defensive stuff when, for me, and I tweeted this, Virgil van Dijk has been in a car crash all season, 10 times worse than fucking Trent Arnold defensively. And I just thought uh, he deserves a special mention because he he was he was world class yesterday. He was world class on the ball, and I just thought as soon as that happened to him, he was like, "Yeah, now I'm going to take this game to you and show you." Like, it's you know funny. What I feel sorry for sorry is Firmino. Like he never every time he comes on, he looks dangerous, and and he must be seeing Jota starting going. I know he might be off, but fucking hell, still that is like, a all the season, mate. Even when he came in, you know, with early doors when Nunes got the red card, he scored in all the games, yeah. didn't he? He must be going. Fuck me, like I either go now and get it over and done with, or or can't come soon enough because I'm not getting a chance. But every time he comes on, he does stuff. And do you know what it is, though, Jim? It's not just. It's not just the goals. He just, he's such a clever defender from the front, if you yeah. want. Is, is it better work? Like the way he closes down, he's a midfielder's dream because if you zim it into him, he's going to, he's going to stick, he's going to make it stick. He's got little clever pops around the corner. He just gives us such respite. I, I, I think he's one of the most underrated players in, in Liverpool's history because I, I genuinely think he's absolutely pivotal yeah. to so much of our success but I do still think it's the right time for him to move on but, no, I agree, you know, but still, at that stage of his career I don't keep him would you? I don't I, I look at the impact what he's making and it, he's got 11 goals this season you know I'm not being funny I think he but, wants to start more though doesn't he he'll want, he'll I want to start that. more I get it and it is his decision but for me I'd be, I, I'd be keeping him for another season I mean we're talking about choice, James Milner another contract at 36 because of his attitude and application. Well, I'm not being funny. There's no better attitude or for Gapco to learn off than, than Bobby Firmino. I mean, his attitude is fucking unbelievable. You know, every game he works his bollocks off. You've never had a, you've never read a bad article about him or he's never had a bad reaction. He's only 31, isn't he? Mm. And I just think personally, he'd be one where I'd be pushing to get another year. Not the likes of Milner and players like that. I'd be pushing to get him another year. And if you're going to get like... You know, they're like if, if they're going to get young Bellingham, that's everyone's pipe dream. You know, if you're surrounding Bellingham with players like fucking Bobby and that, you know, to learn the professional side, like, you know, I don't think there's anyone better to learn off. Jim, I want to I want to come to you on something that Tang touched on there. Right, the one thing that really got my back up yesterday, and this is something that I've said throughout the course of this season, Neville and Tyler. And oh. the, the the lads in the studio, Banterville is back. And like 
uh, Neville and Tyler in the first half were oh, were they now? Because you're obviously not a Liverpool fan. It sounded like they were literally willing Liverpool to lose the game. The response and overreaction at one point, right? Virgil Van Dijk. He took the man down because he beat him. And they were going on. Like, I know Van Dyke has not been good this season. But the, the reaction... Oh, 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 the stupid noise that Gary Neville makes. Like, it, I just find them so difficult to listen to. And bear in mind, they ripped Trent, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold in the first... Like, ripped him to shreds. And then, about 20 minutes later, the waxing lyrical about him, about he's the greatest player on the ball, creator, you have to get them in your team. They just, I, I, I find them absolutely unbearable. And and I, and I include Carragher in this, by the way, Jim, because yep. did you know, did you hear, I think it was when Ramsdale Dale made a brilliant save to Canate, and it was literally just, oh, they just started making sound effects. Mm. And it's like, what are we listening to here? I think they're trying to give it as in, I know what you're saying, it's more like, it's it's like the old. Remember when Sky used to have fan TV, the fan zone or whatever, and used to watch two supporters commentating. Yeah, yeah. I think they want. I think they want sound bites like that. But I'll be honest, I didn't listen to it intently. I was I was with the father-in-law. We were family, so we're talking as the game goes. I'm not really listening to it. But the one that's got my goat up the biggest is Roy Keane. So Roy Keane deliberately ended someone's career because they called him a diver, right? deliberately ended someone's career. And then he's calling Andy Robertson a big baby because he got elbowed in the face. Yeah. Nice one, Roy. And you're not a big baby by ending someone's career because he called you a diver. That, to me, and everyone's laughing in this, you know, everyone loves Roy Keane. Oh, let's all laugh at Roy Keane. He's, he's the biggest hypocrite ever, Roy, Roy Keane. And me. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes he's funny and, he, and, he, and it's... But, when it's stuff like that, I don't think it does. Do they not remember how they were as players? Especially Roy Keane. If you see some of the picture, I mean, in the referees' faces and stuff like that, because he's saying, you know, Robertson was in the in the linesman's face and whatnot. He was one of the worst at doing it. So that's what really gets my goat is people that are just totally hypocritical of the way they played and and it, it's all different now. Um, but from a commentator's point of view, it's it's always the same in it. And you know, Neville Carrier, put them all in there. They're all playing a character, good... though, Jim. Yeah, you know, there's not. You compare him to Peter Drury, right? Peter Drury is the one for me who like loves his loves his job, is researched. Like they, they, he's not interested in this soundbite nonsense. No. Like you said, Keen, there. It's like they're all playing a role now, and it yeah. just for me, it's all just it's actually taken away from the game. Rather than adding to it, yeah. There's no, there's no analytical because everyone knows who everyone supports. When you bring old players in, everyone knows who your affiliation is because you played for that club, no doubt, for a long time. But even if they didn't, they they openly then start admitting who their affiliation with, and, and it's often biased towards that. There's very few that are quite, you know. Gary Neville used to be really measured, actually, and he's kind of just taken it too far. He used to be, uh, and I don't, and you know, there's, there's few and far between where I can think of where I go, yeah, you're good, you are. Um, but there's some I like listening to and, and some I don't. Darren Alan Bent, McCoy's I think, is brilliant. the best one around. Ali McCoy's brilliant. I love he's him because he's funny as well. Lad. He's funny, but he's got he's got the he's got the the, the like the the balance right. 
Yeah. You know, there's a bit of hump, there's a bit of humor there, but he's an exceptional co-commentator. And yeah. I I I watched the thing this morning because when you sent it, Jamie, I went, I've got to be honest with you, I weren't really aware of the Tyler uh, thingy. But when you put it in uh, Neville thing, and when you put it in, I listened to Liverpool's equalizer. Um it's embarrassing. It's like it's like they can't stand the fact that they've scored the goal. It was like and Bobby Firmino. And then there's nothing for ages. There's no commentary, and you were like, you know, if that's Jesus, it's Jesus, and you know, he, he's took the title away from possibly his former club, and but it's just Bobby Firmino, and not nothing. And you're like, for me, both, cry, both crying in the stands, yeah, both <laughs> devastated, like throwing the papers around, and, and it, it is. It's like I, I think you can you can tell that the fucking man you fans to be brutally honest with you. Um, what did you make month. of the Robertson thing? Because obviously we've got to talk about this, it. Like, well, I'm glad you brought it up mad. because I've seen some stuff from the likes of Simon Jordan. I've seen some stuff from uh, old referees. And I've seen, the is it Martin Samuel from the Daily Mail? Yeah. That fucking absolute bellend. Now, some of the stuff what's been written where he's saying he's lucky the linesman, other linesmen would be saying, go on, Stone, stick it on him. Let's just put a fact as the facts are as we see them. What that linesman done, he should be fucking banned for life forever officiating in a game. That's that's a fact. There's you know, Mitrovic got an eight-game ban for just tugging on a linesman's shoulder. He's actually threw his elbow up. You know, that's not a natural reaction. Don't tell me that's a natural reaction. He's a big fella, by the way, the linesman as well. And Robbo has just touched him, touched him, like brushed his arm as if to say, hey, and he's gone bang. So if you're telling me that that's a natural reaction, you're a fucking liar. And for Martin Samuel, I'm going to say it again, he should be fucking sacked from his job. <clears throat> his job. Everyone's getting he it. Needs Everyone's getting it. <laughs> he needs sacking, mate. So if you're writing something like that, Tanks that on the referees and lads will be saying, go on, my son. Well, you need to get your big fucking fat head sacked. <laughs> he needs sacking for that. And the lads, we should never officiate a game of football again. It, it, it is... It's a bad right. It is a bad one, Jim. And this is where I found the, the whole keen thing. Just everything around this was odd because, yeah, like there's one thing. Like, let's be honest, referees, linesmen, they get dogs abuse. There's one thing you need to look at here, right? And this isn't. I'm not a conspiracy theorist in any way, shape, or form, right? But Liverpool have history with Paul Tierney and uh, for Clem, what's his name, Clementine or whatever the yeah. bloody. I can't even remember his uh, the linesman's name, right? But they were the the offici- they were officiating when Liverpool played Tottenham last season, and Harry Kane should have got a red card. And there's a bit of a bit of I think it was Robbo did get a red card, didn't he, in that game? Yeah. So there's a little bit of history there. I'm sure that Robbo is no shrinking violet, and that linesman was on his side. So Robert has probably been giving him a bit, but under no circumstances, like they they set the bar for the rules. You can't then break yeah. them, you know. Yeah. They, and and I think with the Mitrovic thing. There's been a line in the sand here. You know, they oh, made a needs, stand. Yeah. So it has to be similar. It's severe. It needs to be fair. At least 10, 10, eight to 10 games like Mitrovic. To be, to be sacked is, is harsh. The only reason I say it's... Jimmy, if you elbow him, elbows him. Work, would he sack you? It depends on if he's tried. So the, as the only thing that I will... would get the sack him work if you elbowed the customer the in the sack. face. Yeah. But my point is, you say he's only brushed his arm, but he has... He has touched his arm, hasn't he? He's gone. He's, he's gone to touch his arm, and he will defend. And and the natural position of defence would say he's grabbed his arm. He's tried to get him off. 
That's that's what their defence will be. See, I'm not saying it's right. If you get someone off, you do that. You I'm don't not do saying that. it's right. I'm saying if it, if this was a court of law and this is the way, the, that's the way that the defence would argue that case. And in theory, they will have a case because whether it's right or wrong, there's people who get off with, with things left, right and centre for, you know, um, things what, that might not seem what they are, but what they look like. So that's the only thing where I say, I don't want him sacked. I want him severely punished because you can't do that. You can't do that. But I don't think it's a f- outright sacking because of the role in what Robertson played in slightly brushing his arm. So I want to come to so I want to come to more officiating stuff now, right? Oh, um, plenty of it. Jesus, it all day. I know. So, Tank, we have been doing this podcast a while, and we've never been fans of uh, the boys in Stockley Park and the infringement, like the the way that VAR is impacting the game. And I was actually chatting to my cousin yesterday, um, and he made a good point. He's like, you know, when you see decisions like happen to Brighton in the, in the top of the game, and it's hard again. Here's me conspiracy for a non-conspiracy theorist. I'm actually <laughs> going to talk about another conspiracy theory. Here. But he made a point. It's like when you see the state of some of these decisions, it does beg the question. It's like is something underhand happening here that like these decisions are that inexplicably bad? I mean, those Brighton ones. This is this is a multi-million-pound game for them because they're going for top four. They're trying to get in to Europe. Brighton are a decent team with good players. They did enough to get a result from that Tottenham game. I cannot believe that they have given the decisions that they have. Like, we're not just talking one here. There's two or three decisions that are genuinely... I think think it was the handball. I can can kind of see see that one. It's hard to make out. It's close. Yeah, that's the one I'm like, look, sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. You've just hit the nail on the head. It's hard to work out when it's not clear and obvious. Benefit of the doubt, yeah, benefit. But if it's not clear and obvious, they shouldn't have checked. clear and obvious mistakes. And you should have just sat there saying, the handball, it's always, well, don't get involved, stay out. Because if it's not, but then it wouldn't have you. been given anyway, though, because he gave it for handball as a linesman, doesn't it? So you want them to rectify that decision. So in theory, the, the that was penalty. Right. Listen, our, our, the, that's the worst the, decision I think. It's, it's, it's like it's outrageous, lads. I mean, it, it, it's got to be. Jamie, I think you've touched it. It's got to be some form of cheating, some at a high level somewhere down the line. That Brighton side have gone to Tottenham, and they should have won the game. They should have won the game. Um, it's okay that then the, this dickhead who we listen to, did they listen to me? Did they been sacked a couple of weeks ago? But they didn't do it. They should have listened to me. <laughs> you are ruthless. I don't tag to be the boss. Sacked. Spilt some water. I'd sack. love to be Jimmy's boss because I'd sack him, but then I'd employ him again and then just keep sacking <laughs> the one. But on a serious note, I mean, come on. So Brighton have, have apparently written to the Premier League and the powers that be at Stockley Park on five decisions, which they said, we can't explain why you've given them decisions. But then this Howard Webb and that have just, they've wrote a letter of apology. No, the apologies what, are back. Stop, Sorry, lads. Don't shove that up your arse, you baldy bastard. Because you co- you potentially cost us a top four spot. That's a huge result for Brighton. Can you imagine if they come away with three points there to win a Tottenham away? That is some lift, boys. And they've got two games in hand. They they're rolling into the last nine games of the season. 
on a crest of a wave and it's been swooped from under the feet. It's absolutely scandalous. It's scandalous. Yeah, it does beg the question, Jim, like what, what is going on? Because I, I remember, and I've said, it, I've said it before, there's a couple of decisions that went back against Liverpool. I think it was uh, the Merseyside derby and Henderson scored a goal. And I, I've never actually got over that given being given us offside and, and taking that moment away. And I, I swear, I know it sounds dramatic. I have a tendency to be a little dramatic at times, particularly when I'm hungover. But it, a little bit of a fan died, like, died with me that day, as in, like, I could see that football was changing immeasurably at going in a direction that I didn't want it to go. And it's very hard not to look at, like... What's the point, Jim? Like, what's the point here? If you're a Brighton fan or player or coach who's been working towards a goal and it gets taken away from you for somebody being so incompetent, like, so in what's the point of us doing this whole football thing, to, again, to be dramatic, if you just can't get the basic decisions right? And so it's, it's two things for me. It's either outright conspiracy theory that, you know, it's it's garnered towards the supposedly big six, which I don't want to believe at all. Or it's gross ineptitude that they just can't get decisions right. And both are just as bad. So, like, it, it's one or the other. So, you know, the, the second penalty, I can understand why the ref can't give that. Because it's happened so quick. Two feet land on the ground. And it, it, it supposedly looked like it's it a dive. Looks That's fine. It looks It looks fine. I can understand view. that, right? Yeah. I'm not blaming the referee in any way, shape or form on that decision at that point. VAR looked at it for like four or five seconds. Didn't even give it a lie today. And every single person other than VAR have come out. I've not seen anyone say that isn't a penalty. Not one I'm pretty confident that person. if my missus who doesn't give a bollocks about football, if she watched that, she'd go, oh yeah, that's a penalty. That. Yeah, it's a penalty. Stood on him. Stood on his foot. Surely that's a penalty. Stopped him moving. So how did it take longer than five seconds? And how did it come to that decision... Absolutely blows my mind because it's 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 literally slowed down to the point where you see his foot land with force because they're both coming down and they can't come to the right the same decision as ev every other person. So it's either cheating or gross ineptitude. Because and as I said, it's it both are both are as bad as each other. And it's not the first time. It's not the first time we've come into this decision where we're going, I don't know what it is. And it's just, ah, sorry, lads, we fucked up on that one again. Right, we'll see you again next week. So it's where do you go? So Something uh, that in the weird world of football tank that also makes no sense to me is the managerial merry-go-round that is happening at the moment, right? So I want to come to you on this one first. How does Frank Lampard continue to get jobs in football. How, how has he managed to land this Chelsea job, albeit to the end of the season, right? But nothing makes sense to me anymore. How are Chelsea looking at this going, right, okay, let's sack Tuchel, let's bring in, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, oh, God, uh, Graham Potter. Give him a load of dough, then sack him, bring Lampard back, who we'd already sacked till the end of the season. Then you're looking at Leicester, who have binned off Rodgers, then they're looking at getting Jesse Marsh. Or now I've seen Dean Smith's name has come into... It's like, Dean Smith looks like he's took the job. Really? So, like, do these make... Like, as a footballer, I'm, I have no skin in the game with, with Leicester or, you know, the, these teams, or certainly not Chelsea. 
But as a footballer, you know, when you make appointments or you hear who teams are looking at and you go, oh, I don't think that's the solution. Like, it doesn't make sense, any of these decisions to me. The Lampard one, you think you might think I'm mad here. I, I get I get it. I get it. Oh, for the, super the, hero, the hero return yeah. kind of thing. It's like a Steven Gerrard coming to Liverpool to try and save them. But but what I will say is he's already had a go. Now he's still got a lot, he's still got a lot of credit in the bank with a lot of Chelsea fans because he actually done all right there. Yeah, he, he was under a transfer embargo. He brought a lot of the young players through. But then when he was allowed to sign plays, it was kind of like, you know, he's he's nowhere near good enough. Um but I get why they've given it to him to because they're just hoping that the club legend, and he is a club legend, he's, he was an unbelievable player there. I just think that they were hoping that they're going to get enough of a lift to try and push up further in the league. But the issue that you had, and I've said this to you when he was at Everton, is Frank Lampard is woeful as a manager, in my opinion, and he's he's very, very average on the grass. And Jody Morris was, was his go-to guy at Derby, and he was the go-to guy... Um, Made all made everything tick at Derby and was an outstanding coach on the grass. Um, and there's been a bit of a fallout between them, and that's why he's not gone back with him. And he's he's gone a bit Ashley Cole, but I get the Lampard one, but I, it's not going to work because he's 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 bang average at best. Um, and the Leicester one, uh, Jamie, honestly, it, it's bizarre. You look at football now, and you look at some of the managers who flopped heavily. This Jess, this this American fella, Jesse, is like his agent must be absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> he must be the greatest agent because he was basically offered the Southampton job, but he wanted a longer deal, and that was just after he'd fucked up at Leeds. And he was basically offered the Leicester job, but he must down. be good at an old job interview. Him, oh. he must be. Or he's, he's, I don't, well, you know, you know what the Yanks are like. They can talk shite for England. If any Americans are watching here, I do like it, but you talk shit <laughs> and your portions are massive. But that aside, what she said. it's jobs for the boys, isn't it? Uh, Jimbo, right, I want to I want to finish on a topic that it's a tough one, right? So make sure you get their name right, please, uh, because uh, just to give you a heads Nottingham up, Forest. Nottingham Forest. <laughs> We're going to talk about Forest. I'm going to come to you first. Um, was it? It seems like we we got a we got a tweet that came in. Uh, I'll, I'll pull it up. It was basically to do with a little bit of negative backlash from Forest fans towards Brennan Johnson. Um, Nottingham Forest are in the bottom three now, uh, having lost four of the last five games. It's looking a little bit hairy, um, and it's it's a surprise for me. I mean, Tanks, and he'll talk about it in a minute, has spoke glowingly about Johnson um, on, on this podcast. thinks he's a, got a massive future. Um, I've seen little noises online, little, a few Liverpool fans saying they'd take they'd love to take a punt on him um, if, if Forrest were to go down. Um, you know, there's, there's big clubs probably taking a look at him. Strange, strange one for me to see that maybe some fans are, are turning on, on particularly him, but players given, given, all that Forest fans or all the Forest have achieved under under this manager, and they're still in with a shout of staying in the league. Well, they're not in the bottom three, are they? So, like, yeah. you know, oh, they are, they are, yeah. oh, are they okay yeah. by what a, a point or Joined, well, the same points with Everton, yeah, yeah same points yeah. with Everton. So the bottom top four. I mean, when Forest were in their, well, their green runner form a couple of months ago, a month or so ago. The crowd was the biggest catalyst for that. We all saw 
the county ground, city ground, absolutely rocking. <laughs> we saw the city ground rocking. Everyone was on board and they got them three or four wins that got them up to, and seemingly everyone was like, yeah, they're on this run now and they're out of it. Having looked at the Liverpool game yesterday, remember Everton last year, the crowd play a massive part in any relegation battle. Leeds did it last year. They they got saved by a point on the last day of the season. And these crowds are the one that rile them up. Liverpool yesterday were dead and buried until the crowd woke up. Trent woke up and the crowd got going. And then you didn't hear, they didn't stop going on for the next remainder of the game, for the second half continuously and dragged that team to to where they were. So it baffles me where fans think this will get them going. Me telling them to fuck off and you shit and yeah, this is going to work. Because why would it? Look at Anthony Gordon at Everton. He obviously, you know, a lot of the players there, when the, when it happened to them, they, you know, they they weren't pleased with it. And and you're not going to be running through brick walls for that. But that crowd is absolutely going nuts at every tackle, every opportunity. You're going to want to absolute run through brick walls to get out of that. So they need to understand. And this is regardless if it's eighteen thousand or two hundred. As soon as you start getting on them players back, you've lost the players regardless of how much you're getting paid, who you play for, because you're still human, regardless of, of how much training, all that. So I think it, it it blows my mind that people think, yeah, this is what is needed in this moment in time. You know, the real struggle, backs against the wall, we need to galvanise, but we'll start slagging some of the players off and get Cooper out as well. So, Tank, it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because you look at it, like, let's be honest here, Aston Villa... Oh, in an unbelievable Fine. bit of form. What a job Emery has done. Like, what a job. Um, you know, I think that, you know, they, they, this is the highest they've been in the league all season. Um, you know, they put some unbelievable uh, run of form together. Ollie Watkins is, is one of the form strikers in the league. Like, Nottingham Forest going away to Aston Villa and losing a game is, is not the end of the world. That is, a, it's not an easy place to go at the moment. They're, they're arguably the form team in the league. Um, it seems strange. I, I think, as an outsider looking in, Forest fans need to pick the battles. No, this does not feel like the type of game where you should be turning on your fans. And like Jimmy said, if, if they're to have any chance of staying in this league, you need everybody together on the same hymn sheets to nearly drag Forest through games, certainly in the in the games at at, uh, at home when when they're going to need the, the support of the fans. Yeah, it's it's a difficult... It's because obviously Dave Johnson, I played with him, he's a mate of mine, and Brennan, you know... As a kid, he was he was never out of our house, and we, you know, he's the same age as million. He used to, so it's a difficult one. But what I will say is, it's a small minority. Like every football club has them. Let's get it right now. Brennan Johnson's gone over to clap the fans and say thank you for coming there, and a small minority being told to fuck off. You this that and the other calling them, and John O sat in the stands with his son. Now, it's okay for everyone to sit there and say. Well, his dad shouldn't say anything. We're entitled to our opinion. Well, let's use the roles reverse then, because if they, if it's if the, if if that's your son on the pitch, and you got some fans in the crowd telling him to fuck off, you useless cunt, this that, and the other, fuck you, go on, fuck off. Brennan Johnson's been Forest's best player this season. Brennan Johnson is Forest's best player. He's come through the academy of the you know is as, as rise as we spoke about this in the podcast before. It's rapid. 
he was playing for two seasons ago, he was playing for Lincoln in League One, found his feet, went up a level, was superb. Last season, started slowly in the Championship, found his level, I think he scored 18 goals. Again, rapid rise again, helps get Forrest promoted. He's been Forrest's best player this season and his Forrest's top goal scorer and probably Forrest's main threat. But it's a difficult situation because Forrest, you know, the fans like everyone are desperate for Forrest to stay in the league. They're on a really difficult slide at the minute. But unfortunately, this is the world we live in where people think it's okay to call you wankers, fuck off this, that, and the other keyboard worries. That's the world we live in. And the modern day player, and I think we've actually touched this on this on the podcast, they need to be educated into, into this because you won't stop it. You won't stop it. But Forrest as a club needs just to, the whole fan base stick together. The whole players stick together. Jimmy at the nail under the head. These players are human beings. If you're calling them a cunt and a wanker and fuck you and slaughter them, that affects them. That affects them mentally. It affects the confidence. And one thing what you don't need is your own fans turn on you when you're fighting for your life. You need everyone to stick together. And I keep harping back on this. If somebody had sold Forest fans 18 months ago that you're going to be in a relegation battle to stay in the Premier League this time, this season, they'd have thought you were a fucking psychopath. They'd have been telling you to get sectioned because Forest were bottom of the championship then. So everything just needs to take a back step, a bit of perspective and just say, right, we're in this, but we need to do this to get out altogether. You, you've seen a tank in, in dressing rooms. You, I'm sure you've probably been on the end of it yourself. What what impact does it add on, whether it's you personally, where maybe fans... Is there any particular times where you remember where maybe fans have gone on your back a little bit or has there been teammates where you can remember uh, fans getting on the back? And, and give us some insight into the dressing room. Like, what, what impact does it have on players? Because I, I think people do forget sometimes that, like... They're human beings, like, <laughs> as you said there, you know, everyone's got feelings and it doesn't matter how much media training or how much, you know, how much kind of coaching you can have on, on this side of things. There might just be a day where it does get to players. It does get to you. I had a period of Forest where, it, you know, I was I was the main player for a long time there and I just went through a bad spell where you just, you can't, you just can't seem to do your think stuff. When you're playing and you're flying, everything's on instinct. You just pop a ball off, you make your runs and it's just all flowing. But I had a spell and I was getting quite a lot of stick of Forrest and I was like thinking, well, hang on a fucking minute. I scored 11 goals last season. And you just, but the fans, you know, they're dead. They're dead. <laughs> you've got to take it. And it was just a trigger moment and it was against Bernie and I smashed one in the top corner against Bernie and I was actually like, it was a fuck you moment. But you do. Now, I had the other side of it when I went to Leicester, where no matter what I'd done, I'd, I was booed every single game. My name used to get read out at Leicester and I'd get booed by the home fans because I come from Forest and was never accepted. So, you know, it'd be like number three, Alan Rodgers, and then the home fans would boo. And that happened for 18 good. months of my career there. Deserved. <laughs> no, no. But it has a massive effect. Now I went to Leicester and it was, I was, I never set the world in light. We, we got promoted back to the Premier League and but I never said the world's alike, but how, why would I want him? No. Why would so I want him? What, what people don't realise is, and I've, I've always had fans on my back just because of the way I played, but you go in your shell because you're thinking, I don't want to do anything that what yeah. that then warrants them to start doing. So Brennan Johnson will be thinking next game, I'm going to do everything simple because I don't want them to get on my back. Because the moment I try something, if I try a step over and it goes absolutely dog, and 
I know they're all going to be going, fuck's sake, you know, they're straight onto you. So you're just like, try and keep it simple. So then you start thinking about it too much. Yeah. Uh, and, so your much. and your game's gone, you're gone. Just because people are, you go in, I don't want to upset them people again. So that's why, it, it, you know, people think it's, and I, I understand people want to vent frustration. I get it. I do get it, of course. But you've got to understand their point of view. If anyone's ever, and everyone in any walk of life would have been bollocked anywhere. Just think about what you felt like after that. Lads, uh, that's all the stuff that we've got on the uh, agenda for today. And I, di- I didn't, because I'm in a, a, a whole world of pain with my hangover. And I've got an you got paint on your hands as now. well, by I the look, way. Yeah, you could have washed I've your hands. paint on my hands. I've got a try. Like, my missus is going to be back any minute. She's going to walk up into that horrendous looking bathroom. I'm going to get absolute dog's abuse. So I didn't even put out the usual question where I'm like, hey, is it uh, the usual tweet where I'm like, has anyone got any questions? So I've missed our usual food-based uh, questions to, to finish the podcast, unfortunately. But uh, Jimbo, you got much on for the rest of the week? Uh, yeah, mate. Golfing Thursday. Bit of golf. Well, I'm meant to be golfing Thursday. The missus is off this week. She has half term teacher, so I think she's trying to put some plans in. But uh, yeah, golfing, golfing Thursday, and then and then that's that's it, mate. Um, eating a million Easter eggs that we've got to get through. Oh yeah, yeah. I've got the, the kids. The kids did the old Easter egg hunt yesterday. Loved, they loved that. I think my my daughter actually prefers Easter. I think to Christmas, she absolutely oh. loves chocolates. What about you, Tank? Yeah, I've got a busy week, mate. Jack's got a cup game tomorrow in the semi final against Accrington. Um Yeah, I might be. I'm thinking I'm going to Aintree Rachers. My horse might be running on the Thursday or the Saturday. Not too sure when. So if he goes, oh, that's the thing, Jamie. Fucking hell! And I'll speak to you later over that off offline. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. the intrigue for the listeners. Yeah, not will. Um, yeah, and then I'm, I'm going to Colchester. Jack's got Colchester away on Saturday, so I'll be driving down Friday because it's bizarre. I don't understand why academies do it. Like Colchester's three three hours forty from me, and it's eleven o'clock kickoff. Oh, nice. So I'm going down Friday night and just crashing at hotel and go there, and then bring them on. Any uh, any tips then for if the horse runs? Because I, di- I I didn't get to put the money on last time. I'm not falling for that mistake again. So I am definitely going to be put. Uh, well, I've just had a message off the trainer there, mate. So I, I don't think he's going to be running. So on Thursday, so I don't know. He's entered Thursday, Saturday, uh, but then I'll speak to you lads offline in a minute. Okay. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll keep this one uh, keep this one to ourselves. If if. It looks like your horse is going to run. We'll put it up on the old Twitter account because uh, you got a lot of lot of listeners, some money last time, so we need to keep the trend going. What's up, Jimbo? Why does a tra- transgender man only oh, eat Jesus salads? Christ. Go on, because he because he's a her before. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious me! <laughs> What a way to finish. Don't get me started on all that transgender bollocks. <laughs> yeah, no, look, look, we've done so well, lads. Just let's follow the story. I heard it this morning. I, I stole that off the side, man. I heard it this morning I, and I sent it to the WhatsApp, not this one, to some lads. And I, I don't think they got it because no one laughed or it just wasn't funny. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe the second one, Jimbo. Uh, right, boys, uh, pleasure as always. Uh, I'm gonna go and uh, lock myself away oh. before my missus gets up. Oh, go on, quick! Cube, to get here, cube. Sorry, lad. I'm just saying, I was cubing it, wasn't I? Anyone who fancies a decent night out, get on that cube in Manchester. It's fucking mint. 
as in the game show. The game show, yeah. So they've got like eight different cube stations and you like go through them all and box them off like different Look ones. Because we were asleep on one of the pictures in the WhatsApp group. I was, I was asleep towards the end. Yeah, that didn't last very long. <laughs> By the way, Dude, listen to this show. Fine, listen. fine to, for Jimmy oh, Mike for drinking Smirnoff so, ice. Oh, mate. Palate cleanser. He's drinking water, wasn't he? Nah, palate cleanser, little Smirnoff ice, little palate cleanser, just to get to get you going, for, ready He's for the zombies. On, Zem, <laughs> on the zombies after. Not my fault, mate, because listen, I went to my mate's house and we had a few... No, we had a few beers and then we started on like vodka cokes at four o'clock. That's never a good I sign, can't wait it? to go out with him. <laughs> We've <laughs> them up at midday. Yeah. On, you... Happily, me... lad. I don't mind going to bed at midnight. Like, tuck me up. I'll put in, I'll, I'm, it's like my sex it... life, fast and furious, and then I'll be asleep. The thing with Jimmy Tank is, like, he, you'll get him, like, once he's on the bus, he'll go super fast and aggressive, and you'll get, like, peak Jimmy for, I would say, an hour. And then nah, three, you'll get a good three hours out of me, and then, yeah, that's it. Gone. Uh, right, lads, I have actually got to go. Uh, so, everybody that's listened, thank you very much for your support. Uh, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a rating and a review, a review all that good stuff. Uh, if you haven't subscribed on YouTube, please do so. Or if you wouldn't mind, just send a little message to your mate and recommend the podcast. Um, you, we can see that things are moving in the right direction. We're getting new people each week and uh, your feedback that we get is, is amazing. So do keep it coming. Um, hope you're all looking after yourselves. Be kind to yourselves and we will be back with you next week on the Boot Room Podcast. All the best. Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys.